Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Asian Narrative Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and I'm always joined by my co-hosts, Satoko and Asaki. Here, we're going to invite you to our conversation on dating. So it's going to be a very personal one, especially for our first one, but here we are. We're going to touch on topics around the cultural aspects to this, as well as any family expectations or pressures that kind of play on interracial relationships or even dating within your culture. So let's go. Um, so we've got a couple of questions uh, from our Asian Narrative Project Instagram. And um, yeah, let's kick it off with probably family pressures. So I think one of the questions that came was, um, what pressures does your family place on interracial like um, dating as opposed to like dating within your race? Mm. So I can start it off. So I, I live in a household with um, quite conservative parents and four brothers. So I have pressure before my parents as well as, you know, <laughs> dating with four brothers, which is interesting because, you know, there's that whole aspect of, you know, overprotective brothers, not allowed to date until I finish my studies. That's really not going to happen, to be honest. <laughs> but also it's going to lead me to date even harder. Go harder, go home. I'm going to date everybody. <laughs> I, d- I didn't date hard. I didn't oh. date hard. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but um, it was just crazy because my mom, you know, she wasn't really ingrained into modern Western society. So she still had that mindset of you need to date someone Vietnamese so they can communicate essentially and have the same culture, same, um, you know, views on life and etc. Um, so she can't speak English for one. So me dating anyone except for Vietnamese people, they're gonna have a s- struggles communicating anyway. So like my sister-in-laws, three of them are quite different. Two of them are half Vietnamese and half Chinese. Um, one of them can speak Vietnamese, but not well. <clears throat> and one of them is Polish. So like <clears throat> that doesn't yeah. really work. Um, and it kind of touches on like love languages anyways because if they can't speak English my mom kind of just speaks through food so it's always mm-hmm. I'll invite them over for food and that's pretty much how they communicate mm-hmm. um, what I, like I'm really interested to know because like I know your family and I know how yeah. you know it's I, I wouldn't yeah I would say conservative is like the right word for it but yeah. I didn't know that one of your sister-in-law sister-in-law yeah sister-in-laws was Polish like does that in any way put a strain on your family not really and do you know what it's actually more of um touching on asians views on colorism because mm. let's talk mm. about inter if they were to be um in an interracial relationship they're always going to put a hierarchy of white people mm-hmm. at the top and it will go down the chain so because mm. she's polish she can speak english anyways um but because she's white and now they have produced a half like half white half Vietnamese baby it's like they put that baby on a pedestal as opposed to the Vietnamese babies um actually yeah so this kind of reminds me of what my grandma told me 
uh, when I was talking to her about my current boyfriend. So basically, like he's Honduran, so he's Hispanic, and my grandma has never heard of Honduras before. So I was just telling her about the country and where it is and that it's one of the Latin countries. And she told me that uh, she wouldn't have been okay if it was a, or if I was dating a black guy. And I was so surprised when she said that and I didn't know what to say. Um, and like for me, it's like, how does that make a difference? Like dating a Hispanic guy versus dating a black guy. And so it just shows like her perspective on race and how it differs, how it differs depending on um, what race it is. And that also like really puts into perspective this whole like view of Asians, but also that view that Asians have that. So like how people view us and also how we, how like some cultures view others. But yeah, I think also like people could, definitely um resonate with us as well i think that's why Mm. it might be important for us to actually include everything that we're saying okay so the question that we have is how has your views on dating changed from when you were younger up until now as an adult yeah so i know for my own personal experience when i was younger um having you know four brothers and me being the only daughter uh there was a lot strict stricter rules that was imposed on me as opposed to my brothers um Mm. from my parents and my brothers actually but I know when I was younger one of the things that my mom ingrained into me was you know definitely make sure the person that you date or marry has to be Vietnamese Mm-hmm. and I know that kind of boiled down to like as an adult now I definitely knew that was more on you know communication because mm-hmm. my mom doesn't speak English and the only language she knows is Vietnamese mm-hmm. so I know that's in one of the reasons why and I know another reason is probably you know to um, keep the culture alive yeah. and etc and um, in terms of like skin tones um skin color she kind of just you know even encouraged if you are going to date interracially you know date more on the fairer side rather than the darker side and even with Vietnamese people she would like still opt for you know date guys Vietnamese guys who are pale but yeah it's just and now it's more of like I've kind of unlearned everything that she taught me because first I was like, if you want me to date a Vietnamese guy, like in London, find me one. <laughs> find me one. That's one. And uh, two would be like, I've just come across uh, um, a lot more people and loads of different types of guys uh, as opposed to when I was younger. So when I was younger, I was just, you know, more exposed to just Asian guys, like being in the household or family friends and you know I watched loads of like Vietnamese or Asian shows or films when I was younger as well like even despite that though I was still kind of gearing myself towards um looking at Asian guys when I was younger but now it's kind of like I just find any type of guy is kind of like you know attractive or um anything like that so it's probably more on the characteristics that they kind of hold for me 
like, um, you know, if they can provide, you know, security, um, X, Y, Z. So it's all good. I think my mom, my parents, I don't know about my dad, <laughs> but my mom is less focused on race, but like rather the language that they speak because she would just wants to like be able to communicate um with whoever I you know date so I remember when I was little like she would tell me like oh you can you can date you know whoever but like make sure he knows how to speak Japanese or like tries to learn it mm-hmm. and I was like I was like you yeah, I didn't really like care what she was saying so I didn't really <laughs> like now that I think about it I remember like what she used to say but yeah she just like I think the language barrier was like the thing that she was like concerned about because she didn't want to just like not be able to like just communicate with whoever comes you know within the family and stuff like that I think I think that's where maybe most of the pressures come from is probably more of the communication aspect to it so mm-hmm. like Satoka, so you were saying like because your parents speak English maybe they don't have that like pressure pressure on you to like oh date date this because they that. can speak English yeah yeah, so I do think my situation's a little bit different because um, my parents do speak English. Uh, but one thing um, that I have noticed, which is funny, but also a little bit, you know, interfering or annoying, is that the majority of my family believe and strongly believe that I would never marry an Asian guy and uh-huh. that. Um, I don't know if it's an expectation or just a belief, but they truly think that I would end up marrying a white guy, Um, which, you know, is quite interesting in the sense of it's actually kind of the opposite to what you both have been saying. And it's also a little bit you know, presumptuous of, of them. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think that's quite, that. that's my yeah. side. I think it's like their perspective of like what Asians, like what kind of people Asians are and like they just assume that you don't, like your values don't allow, uh, align with, you know, quote unquote Asian people. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's the opposite of what, my friends are being told and so mm. it kind of you know it makes you feel a little bit strange as well mm-hmm. but um it's it's but it is one of those things that um you it makes you think like well I mean I know that it's not really an expectation that, that they're placing on me or anything and it's yeah they're probably just trying to you know they they assume it um for good intent like with good intention and that they're trying to you know they probably assume that like you said you know values might not align um but it makes me think like well you know both my parents have uh, spent a very long time you know decades abroad and yet you know and they've been in interrelation interracial relationships as well but they ended up marrying each other so it's kind of well if you guys even, you know, why are you guys kind of assuming that that I would be different even though you guys have chosen this path? Um, and then it makes you think like, well, and then it gets, and then you become kind of rebellious, right? Like against your parents, like, well, you guys did this so or think this, so I'm going to do the, you know, I'm going to do different. And, you know, um, so I think that's, you know, that's kind of where I was at a point. Yeah. 
That's like the theme of this. <laughs> like I get. Yeah. Like, do you know what? Because you told me not to, I'm gonna do I'm it. I'm gonna date hard. I'm gonna date an Asian guy hard. <laughs> no, but like you know, it, it, it's like I've never really understood it. It's always kind yeah. of, and like people are always just like so intrusive about it, and like really just, you know, yeah. I don't really know. It just kind of annoys. That's really interesting because obviously, like. Um, like you said it's more of the opposite whereas you've got mm-hmm. the alternative kind of view on it why do you think your parents or your family members think that way I think it's because like because I'm the only one out of my whole family who's been like born and brought up in the west that like mm-hmm. in many ways I, I and that's like another thing to do with like my own racial identity crisis is that I'm not like my parents aren't first gen I'm not a second gen so it's not like a natural transition I'm the only one out of my family who was born in the west brought up in the west went to school in the west like my parents have lived abroad for a very long time but they did all of their growing up in Japan and they Mm -hmm. didn't learn English until they were you know however what age and I feel like they don't really understand. I feel like they try to understand like how I see the world, but mm-hmm. by doing so, like they kind of over- overdo it and just assume that I am mm-hmm. like basically a white person inside an Asian body. And so like mm-hmm. they just see me as a white person. So they get um, confused when you have like Asian values maybe. And yeah. Like- and it's like, yeah. And but it's I like, we're white. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you can say those things or like, oh, you can do those things and it's like I am Japanese like fundamentally um so I feel very you know and I think that's one of the reasons that they kind of I think they mean it in a good way but it just Mm -hmm. like for me it's like can you not assume that straight away because like I am Asian like I am Asian yeah (laughs) please accept me I want to see I want to I want to see you from their perspective and see like how they see you because it's like I feel like it's very different from like my family or like any other like first gen um families Mm. yeah Yeah, how is it different do you think I don't know it's just like I mean obviously my parents don't see me as white or like assumes that you know they assume the opposite they kind of assume like that I have more Asian um background just because they are and they um understand those like aspects more themselves so they just kind of expect that on me as well and then they're like they get surprised when I don't have that kind of you know Mm -hmm. values or perspective on things but yeah like going back to your original question which was you know like how has you know my perspective changed or like how have I changed is just kind of understanding that that's what is going on that like just because my family expect me you know it's kind of basically how you feel but maybe in the completely opposite is like that's not Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I need to that's the kind of people that I need to seek out like I don't physically mm-hmm. need to go and specifically seek out white people and white guys to date because that's what my parents or family expect. Um, but that, you know, and that I'm in a quite a, you know, relatively, I should be grateful that my parents are quite, you know, open and accepting open, about like, yeah. you know, the, like considering race and ethnicity and stuff. 
So I think that's kind of changed, but it's more of like an internal thing that's just like accepting, okay, like that's that let them think and say mm-hmm. whatever they want to feel and think and say. But mm-hmm. like it's like allowing myself that space, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So so this would kind of follow on to the next question and it's um how did or would your family react to you being in an interracial relationship? So Satoka, you were saying your parents assume or have this vision of you being with a white person. Let's say you brought back an Asian person or basically anyone that was not white. How do you think your parents would react? Because obviously, um, you know, you grew up in the Netherlands so mm. um, and not in Tokyo. So um, they assume automatically it was a white person that mm-hmm. you would, they had expectations of you dating. Um, so, yeah. I don't think they what would. Not- Sorry, unless you, unless you have multiple boyfriends, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> date hard. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, no, they've never minded so long as they. Yeah, so long as they spoke, I think, like, they never minded, but it was weird that one of the languages that was, like, a prerequisite was English, so they would have to, they would have to first and foremost speak English, which obviously you would assume if it's an interracial relationship, but Mm -hmm. also if it was, like, someone who is Japanese, that they would also need to have some kind of international, like, relatively international background in which they can speak English. Like I feel like was, that kind of connects <laughs> to what you were saying about like how your parents assume like white guys. Yeah, or are you I, dating white guy because like that's like being able that's to like their English. prerequisite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is like so much that people who know me might not know about me. <laughs> I I, didn't yeah, know I don't that. even know about that. I don't, I don't know that. about it because like I'm I like I'm so sick of like people being so intrusive and like expecting yeah. and like I don't yeah talk about it. So I genuinely just don't. I don't like it, it when people like put assumptions on me and you're like, oh, you're this kind of person. You like yeah. this. I'm like, no, oh my I actually like, like the opposite. You like this? I feel like this could be. I'm so sorry. I'm like adding another question but like (laughs) topic but like I don't know if it's an Asian culture or like I'm Mm -hmm. sure it happens in other cultures but the amount of like intrusiveness of oh my gosh yeah especially like if there's a photo of like you and a guy if you are seen by someone who knows someone who has said something to like your neighbor's friend like dog walking friend or something and like your grandma hears about it and like yeah that, you know what like, it's it's like um it's like detective aunties that's what yeah it is. yeah it's like do you know what Call my mom. Yeah. Like, do you know where your daughter is a daughter <laughs> yeah with a man <laughs> who is it that's like it's my brother like what the hell <laughs> yeah but it's so true and like it's just like it became it became such a big thing like especially like having experience living in Japan like living near my family um Mm -hmm. this like it's so people pick up on it on the smallest things like I've had Mm -hmm. like a couple friends from you know from the UK like um, some of my childhood friends come and visit me one of them was Lynn two of them were my guy friends and like I, you know, they they stayed in my apartment, but like word just spreads like wildfire, and it's like, 
no like and it just like it it really that kind of intrusiveness just annoys me and so I just like stopped talking about it and giving them any reason to like (laughs) say anything yeah (laughs) yeah I think it's I think that that's quite prevalent in Asian cultures what about you Osaki because you said your boyfriend is from Honduras Mm -hmm. how did your like parents or your siblings or extended family like react they they didn't react like negatively at all towards you know me telling them that I'm dating him um you know like my brother he's like really close friends with him like they've gone on concerts I haven't even gone on concerts with my brother or Dan <laughs> but they have together <laughs> um my mom really likes him because he's really nice he's like oh my gosh he's too good for you Oh my thanks mom. Um I don't think my family knew Honduras before they met him actually. So I think they actually had the chance to meet him the person before knowing the country or race and have this big generalization. And I think it was so good because they were able to see him and only him without having any good or bad assumptions in the back of their head. While I was in um, university, I was in a relationship for the whole three years. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he wasn't Vietnamese. Um, and I like hid this relationship from like my parents. Um, I think my brothers knew. I didn't directly tell them. But yeah, I just kind of kept it to myself. And then my parents kind of just found out. Um, I came back to London for Valentine's Day and my parents were a little bit suspicious. You know, they thought, why is she coming to London on Valentine's Day weekend? <laughs> and I, I just said, you know, I'm just here to see you guys. But I wasn't there for the whole weekend because I was out on my dates. Um, but yeah, like um, when, you know, my mom came back and she was just like, do you have a boyfriend? And I said, um, yes. And she like was like super excited. And she was just asking like loads of questions. Um, and I answered them all except for like the race. And this boiled down to because of like everything that she told me when I was younger was, you know, you have to date Vietnamese guys um, and stuff like that. So I was just like absolutely like petrified with the fact that mm-hmm. I would have to tell them that he wasn't Vietnamese um, which sucked because everything that I had told her about him she was you know quite keen and she even said like you know invite him home um, you know I'll cook like a bowl of pho for everyone so there's me like just envisioning like this amazing thing happening but my my thoughts on having to tell my parents the the race was was stopping me so you you like had you had um not an, like you assumed that like your parents wouldn't react the way that you wanted them to react yeah, if you told I think them that's to... what it is. because you know when I was younger they just put such strict rules like don't mm-hmm. date outside of Vietnamese culture even yeah um that I was just too scared to even say anything mm-hmm. and I, I still didn't my mom kept on telling me like bring him home I want to meet him I'll make fur I was like uh-huh. Did she assume? Did she assume that he was Vietnamese? I I assume that she had assumed it was. 
Yeah. <laughs> think about it. As a parent, if my kid isn't going to bring them home, uh-huh. it's clearly not easy for her to say. Right. Right. So, okay. Um, yeah. And like, I know it was an ongoing thing because my aunt and uncle came from the Netherlands and they just said, oh, you know, bring him home. You know, I just want to know what language I need to speak. I was like, it would be English. It would be English either way. What? <laughs> it would be English. Whoever would, is English. Wait, why, why would they say that? Because obviously you can communicate with him. So obviously it'd be either like Vietnamese or, or, or English because like, no, yeah. then suddenly taken off a different language actually yeah. went in a different language it'll be spanish, spanish. <laughs> you know? but it's funny because my, my family members uh. in the netherlands they don't well their parents don't speak um english they speak you know dutch and vietnamese oh, okay. um and i was like you'd have to i legit said like you'd have to learn english either way whoever it is is good it's good <laughs> yeah um, so that, that was also like detective work, and I was like, mm. "Don't try, it, don't try it." Didn't work. I sussed you mm. out. Um, so <laughs> for so like funny. the whole the whole three years, I didn't tell my parents who it was. Like they still don't uh, know until this know. day. <laughs> to this day, like I have this relationship with my older brothers of just you know they never really speak about their younger sister dating because it's like a off topic. They've never ever wanted to. That's like about. my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so there's that whereas I had also dated um another guy and he was an Asian as well Uh and wasn't found out yeah was not okay and my mom found out through like a Polaroid photo (laughs) of him in my room in my room out of anything (laughs) honestly she she was livid like detective work there Honestly, she, she came to my room. She took that photo and saw it and just... <laughs> she, 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 she was just like, like, oh my god, she was just like, who's this? <laughs> and at that point, I was, how old was uh, I? I think I was like, I was like 22. Uh-huh. And I was already just sick and tired of like having to hide so yeah. much of my life. Uh-huh. I had two options, either lie again or just come clean. And uh-huh. I was like, that's my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I've told you so many times when we were younger and you were rebelling against me, etc. I was just like, Mom, it makes no difference. Like, we're dating, mm-hmm. it's whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then she just went on a tangent. And for mm-hmm. the week, she like literally, like, <clears throat> for some reason, all of my Polaroids of him were missing. <laughs> so she literally went into my room, removed oh my all of the Polaroids. and hid them and I asked I don't know why I asked my little brother I was like have you been in my room he's like why I was like my Polaroids are missing (laughs) and these were like I think they were on my wall yeah they were on my wall these Polaroids are expensive I know (laughs) I love how you're taking an economical view on this (laughs) so Asian (laughs) oh and then, yeah. I, and then I asked my dad, I was like, have you been in my room? And he was like, mm-hmm. why would I ever go into your room? I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And then I actually asked my mom. I was so scared because I knew the answer. I was like, have yeah. you been in my room? She said, no. <gasps> and I was like, okay, cool. And then mm-hmm. I, was, I was so angry for like a week. Mm-hmm. And then my little brother found them accidentally. We were just joking around. And then there was like a, um, like a pile of letters. And he was just like flipping it up. He was like, 
oh my god i found your polaroid <laughs> and i was like oh let's see i was like who else is gonna put it there it's not yeah. me oh. it's not you it's not dad it's mom and oh. for the longest time she just like battled with me you know yeah. um my parents still to this day probably not too keen but like like I said well my views on um dating in general has changed a lot more like I really don't care about my parents opinions mm-hmm. in that sense I'm not gonna stop them living my life and they'll get over it mm-hmm. they'll get over it like yeah. me even moving out I moved out of my family house a mm-hmm. couple of months ago and they were so opposed to it because first I um I'm not married Mm-hmm. and second it's with like a guy that I'm moving out with who I'm not dating it's a friend and mm-hmm. who is of another race mm-hmm. and they were so angry my mom was just just talking about the most insane comments mm-hmm. <laughs> which didn't make sense mm-hmm. um and um they got over it them being like really okay me moving out now I was just like oh okay it mm-hmm. wasn't that hard it's just probably more of an adjustment mm-hmm. period for them to just get used to because mm. like n- none of their friends or none of their siblings have had to go through this because they're all in Vietnam mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um I'm yeah. probably the first to rebel and I'm over okay that mm-hmm. they'll get over it I think that's weird is it's an adjustment period so like I know it's it's internalized racism on their side mm-hmm. and they just they just got to get used to it I have a question about Tinder because I don't I've never been on it but can you is that the app where you can select race like as your no, so, um that's hinge and I found that out last week because I went for okay. a week with my friend and she's like at the moment she she's on dating apps and uh she just turned 27 uh-huh. and she she just said to me I was like so how's it going she said I think I've been filtered out I was like what <sighs> I was like, what do you mean by filtered out? It's like, guys, like, obviously, let's say guys my age or older, they're just probably filtering between 25 to 18. Mm. And I was like, if if you're correct, then I'll be filtered out. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, then I was like, what do you mean by filters? Because I've not used um, the dating app that she used. And then Mm -hmm. I uh, showed me. And um, she said, you can select races on there. And age and religious backgrounds and yeah etc so like mm-hmm. but then if you put race in is that counted as preference or yeah. a fetish i mean it's like it's so it's i think like especially with the dating apps is like they're probably they probably did that to try and find like people of the same you know interest or like same preference yeah. or same values but in the end it just it's basically came out i think discriminatory like in terms of saying oh I don't like this and you're basically telling someone to categorize like what who you do and don't like depending on like a category Mm. yeah yeah you are this I I like you so I actually read well I found out when I was doing my research that Asian women are like the most swiped like the most desired on dating apps Mm-hmm. and then we had this conversation and asaki yeah there's like thing. a video on buzzfeed or something it was mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> and then asian men are um like the least to be desired which is quite interesting so it is really it interesting was, yeah. like i know like asian women are fetish fetishized um mm-hmm. about being what what they represent right so it's just like Asian women are apparently docile, submissive, 
mm-hmm. you know, easily controlled yeah and that's why they're desired and i mm-hmm. think the way they've been seen in the media and porn is just um mm-hmm. it, it accentuates that i think mm-hmm. and yeah. installs that into um people's minds mm. so yeah again i don't really oh the thing that i was gonna say i just realized um so oh yeah i was active on twitter i was active on twitter <laughs> and um there was this guy and he like clearly had like a massive preference or fetish um towards asian women and what he did was call asian women linglings <gasps> yeah so, so that so yeah that was clearly mm. more of a, a racial fetish rather mm. than a preference in my yeah. opinion and mm. I, I i just remember replying like yeah just carry on calling asian women lingling you're definitely gonna get an asian girlfriend Mm. and yeah it's yeah. crazy and I've heard like so many stories around that um that person saying that he was you know he was quite aggressive to Asian women as well and mm. maybe maybe this is my assumptions obviously that kind of played hand in hand on what he viewed Asian women like you know so you know that docile yeah. uh, submissive easily controlled um etc so it is quite a gray area I think mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah it's, I, mean, I, do, I do think like interracial relationships in general, I think it is more towards um, your demographics, I think. So let's mm-hmm. say like I moved to Poland, I'm going to probably date a Polish guy, right? Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And also um, just like keeping in mind that in, like even though we're talking interracial as in like actual race, some mm-hmm. cultures would consider different nationalities as interracial as well. Mm-hmm. Just because it's, <clears throat> very different culture so I think yeah definitely demographics has yeah. a huge role and that obviously they're increasing now because people are moving around more like that's mm-hmm. yeah given so I'm just trying to think like would it matter if I brought back uh, someone that is not Vietnamese but actually can speak fluent Vietnamese mm. I wonder how my parents would react to that let's try it out yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah. You know, let's just <laughs> Anybody who's listening, and who's like, who's like, anyone, anyone that's listening, please, whoever, whoever speaks Vietnamese and is not Vietnamese, slide in to my DM. DMs <laughs> are open. Message us, call us on this number. <laughs> my, my Twitter handle, sorry, oh my, my Twitter God. handle, my Instagram handle is Linny. <laughs> Oh god. Oh god. Oh, god. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is really okay. funny. Let's keep going because uh, I feel like okay. we still have a few questions. So, oh, we've kind of already kind of touched that one already, but have you ever had troubles with their parents or vice versa due to race? So, yeah, actually, we'll probably be more on the opposing side. So, Asaki, your boyfriend, um, how are their family's mm. reaction to them dating you? I think. I think we were fortunate enough that, like, both of our parents, you know, reacted nicely and positively towards mm-hmm. us dating. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's just, like, because his parents speak Spanish mainly, and my parents speak Japanese mainly. So it's hard for, like, him to communicate with my parents and me to communicate with um his parents I mean like his parents speaks uh English 
they speak English as well, but it's just easier if I like if we had um I don't know, more of a fluent um common language. But mm-hmm. in terms of like how they reacted in the first place, I think it went well. Um yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you feel like whenever you go to their family or whenever he visits your family, your parents or their parents make it feel like that? Do you feel like they feel that they need to accommodate you because of your race more? Like, for example, like. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> in past experiences, like when you go for dinner or something, or just like food wise, yeah. like they, they yeah, think, yeah, like, yeah. oh, do I need to set out like rice? Or yeah, like, no, that's definitely, like, that's, you know, like, I've had that, you know, experience. And so I just yeah. wondered. No, that, that just reminded me. But like, you know, whenever I come over, um, you know, they make dinner or whatever. But she always, her, his mom always worries about like, if I can eat the food mm. or like, if I will enjoy their food. And I like, honestly love her food. So I don't mind, like I would eat anything that she makes. Right. But she's like, Oh my gosh, she's not going to like it. I need to buy her something, you know, uh, Japanese or something that she likes, you know, something similar to what her yeah. um, mom makes. So like we have like Trader Joe's nearby and she always <laughs> buys these like packets of yak- yakisoba. They're like Japanese noodles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love them too, but I don't like, don't buy, you know, something extra aside from what she makes for um, dinner for the family. Cause I feel bad, you know, but mm. she always tries to like <laughs> look for Japanese food, mm. which I appreciate, <laughs> but I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Does your, does your mom do it as well? <clears throat> um, my aunt did once. <laughs> we tried. My my aunt when we um when we went to Japan last no two summers ago. Oh my gosh, in two thousand nineteen, um, me and Dan went to um her house for one night because her house is really close to Disneyland, and we wanted to stay over <laughs> so at her house um the night before so we can get into the. the the park early in the morning but that's okay um but yeah we want to we want to go to her house um we want to know about disneyland (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so we went to her house and my aunt basically like researched hundred food um that's quite good and figured out like what type of food that you know they make or culture whatever so she made like she made like rice and beans and stuff like that, and like chicken. I mean, it's very like Japanese fied because like all the ingredients were in Japan. So it's not like, you know, culturally correct food, <laughs> but she tried. She like researched and everything. I thought that was really cute, but like, she, I don't think Dan would have mind eating like anything that she made, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's I do quite see cute. That. It kind of touches on that, you know, that love language, especially with of like food. Asian culture yeah. of food. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just Asian. It's probably not just Asian people, but I know it's just more of, you know, um, maybe just immigrant mothers. Mm-hmm. They show that um, because they can't communicate. Right. So they would just show that through food. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I would have to admit that I think food is like the most difficult. Like I would probably find it 
the most difficult if because I, I I would say that I can eat quite a lot of things but if whoever I'm dating at the time cannot eat so many things and finds it difficult to eat a lot of the things that I eat or that my parents cook or what or like that my culture eats I think I would find that quite difficult, difficult. Well, mm. I, I completely agree I think you need a degree of openness right because then that, that that's yeah also a reason why um you have to be okay with dating interracially mm. it's like yeah sharing sharing each other's uh cultures culture, and, and learning be open with that. if mm-hmm. you don't then Definitely. you shouldn't you shouldn't be in that relationship it just becomes one-sided yeah yeah exactly so it's like, just gonna I, be hard for you too yeah <laughs> because then you can't fully be yourself right if you want right. to enjoy yeah. having japanese food or vietnamese food and your partner doesn't like Japanese food or like Japanese food, how are they going to be, you know, how are they going to get along with your family? Mm-hmm. Or at least try, or at least try yeah, it, yeah, or like be open to it. That's what, that's what I was going to say, like, be yeah. open to it, try things. Like, I think that's the problem with people is um, they never try. They put, like, I just don't want to Be interested, it. like genuinely, mm-hmm. not like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's an issue as well. Like people will, will um, put that, image of you know Japanese food just being sushi they only mm-hmm. eat raw fish that's the only thing they eat yeah <laughs> so they're just gonna automatically think like I don't want to eat raw fish I'm not gonna mm. try it I'm not gonna eat yeah. it and like yeah. for the first time in like when I tried sushi I did not like it for a while mm-hmm. I kept on trying it kept on trying other places <laughs> then I worked in a Japanese bank and I was like I definitely need to try again and again <laughs> Uh-huh. And I quite liked um, like vegetarian sushi, and then I kind of just yeah. like it. Like, now I just, just eat, at least you, you know. can find the the you know the compromise. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. and also like not every Japanese person likes sushi, and like there are certain mm-hmm. fish that I don't like. But it's just like mm-hmm. you know, I'm not gonna say no to a meal because of one small thing that's in it. You know, yeah, I will try yeah. It or like don't like looking. Or like being disgusted towards it might not be good either. Just being appreciative that like there's that culture and difference, you know, is like a good thing. We and just like to put it out there, like we are talking about food now because like Lynn mentioned before, food Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest love languages within Asian culture. Mm -hmm. Like we show Mm -hmm. love by cooking food and by like yeah, by cooking food for you basically Mm -hmm. if you are special to us then we will cook food for you so Mm -hmm. that's why like (laughs) if you don't touch it (laughs) we don't feel the love back yeah that's another I don't know if it's the same in Japanese culture but like let's say my mom um, is cooking food for like me and my friends or something or my brother's friends and if my mom gives you food and you you like don't take it that's also offensive Uh why are you not why are you not taking my love yeah I have I have specifically cooked you food and you're not eating it. The number of times I've had to bring back raw fruit, like actual pomegranates, like five pomegranates that haven't been cut open, not seeds, like actual pomegranates that her mum gave me to her. <laughs> I, was, I was just saying, so like, I would, I would just tell her mum. I would just tell her mum. I was like, Satoko is coming for like the week, by the way. And she's like, okay, say no more. And she she knows go to specific <laughs> she she goes to specific fruit market gets her like ten pomegranates like yeah. five packs of grapes why why um, pomegranates because it's expensive in Japan 
That's so cute, though. And you have to do, yeah, but you, like, take it home. Yeah, she was Unless like... Unless you really, really can't. Yeah, she was just like, you know, she, she, she'll eat like a queen here. Honestly, it's so cheap. It's fine. Okay. I was like, mom, she's only here for, like, seven days. How is she going to eat ten? One a, more than one a day? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, funny. I'll literally go to Satoke. I'll be like, there's a bag of fruit my mom got for me. <laughs> So yeah, like it does play such a big role. It's not just it, you know, it is, yeah. Thing. It's it's quite significant. Just yeah, so people it has a lot of meaning. Why we make such a big deal of food? <laughs> I even have to tell her. I was like, "Mom, she can't take this many." And I could I could hear I could hear her hate her heart just breaking a little bit. I'm like, "Mom, don't worry, I'll she eat it." She doesn't love me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aww. <laughs> That's so cute, though. Yeah. Another um, follow-up question on that one is, um, do you think times are changing on how uh, Asian people are viewing interracial relationships? And it kind of probably touches on, like, mm-hmm. your views before and now on relationships and interracial relationships. But mm-hmm. um, I think, like, it, it's definitely changed, especially on, like, exposure. So, like, mm-hmm. um, like, in the media, you always see same race relationships on television so if there was uh like a white rom-com there's just going to be white men and female relationships Mm -hmm. and then um if you see like a black comedy film or black um love story etc it's the same as well you don't really see so much interracial and i know like as i've grown up you've seen a lot more now so like yeah um, and i mentioned before um, to all the boys I've ever loved, you know, that was mm-hmm. um, Asian woman main character fall in love with a, a white man. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like just normalized it. So the more people see it, maybe the more my parents see it as well, they'll be like, oh, it's what people do. It's not yeah. me just rebelling out of just pure, just I'm going to date them harder because you told me not to. Um, <laughs> but I think that's probably what it is. It's, it's just um, being exposed to it. So yeah. my views are like yeah it is okay to be fair it is maybe it is a part of it rebelling but i definitely see the change and growth in interracial dating in media and like what you said like exposure to these new types of dating changes the way you think about these topics but i think it also works the other way around as well the reason why you know interracial dating is in media is so apparent now is because movies is somewhat a reflection of real life and like because now there's more interracial couples in real life more and more representation of that is shown in films and shows yeah i think i definitely see a lot more racial um relationships not just in like film and tv but also just around me like not even people i know but Mm -hmm. i do think that it's a very specific type of interracial relationships so what um do you think is the most glorified interracial relationship that you have seen or perceive oh i definitely think it's like asian person with a white person or like as an asian like the the partner yeah so actually i i I did read the most um interracial relationship pair that you see is an Asian woman and a white man yeah but not so much the opposite no although I have I have started seeing more 
of like white woman Asian man but that's interesting so yeah. so like for me the most interracial typical I live in London so it's actually quite there's mixes of every mm-hmm. honestly like interracial relationship I could possibly see mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest but the most um I would say glorified is probably white and black mm. and I don't know if that's because like the um there's just like number wise there's just a lot more maybe of white that, people here yeah. and like black people here um so that's what oh I sorry I thought you I misunderstood your question but yeah <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> so I thought you meant like w- within Asian culture what is the most glorified yeah obviously in in Asian culture it's, 100%, it's white and, yeah it's, it's a white guy and it's and I think it is because it is like that whole thing touching on um uh, colorism like the darker your skin is in within Asia, the darker dark, mm. the, sorry, the darker your skin is, it's more of a sign that you're poor and like mm. that's associated with being outside like, laborers. So mm. like the more you're, let's say you're a farmer, that means you've got that low grade job, and the sun is literally on your skin all day. Mm. That's why you're darker, and that's why you have these like uh, skin bleaching products to make yourself, yeah. you know, whiter and fairer sun umbrellas oh my sun, gosh oh my gosh oh my even, last time i went to vietnam with my family members i you know me being in in london you know mm-hmm. where we have barely any sun i am so pale it's unreal but me and my younger brother we you know we found a nice beach and it was like 40 plus i was like mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna sunbathe in my bikini i see all of my vietnamese uh Oh my remember huddled under umbrella. Yeah, that's the same in Japan. Oh like, my fingertips, gosh. fingertips covered, everything covered. They're like, wearing everything. like long sleeves and yeah. long pants, gloves, hats, sunglasses. Like, why are you at the beach? Everything covered. <laughs> Absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, you know, it touches on that. It's just um, There's that they, white beauty. Yeah, that white beauty is more of like um looking towards more of the eurocentric mm-hmm. uh, features of beauty standards and that maybe that that's translated in um looking for a partner for your mm-hmm. kids is to you know give them that chance of being even more whiter than they can be you know mm-hmm. so they have that white features they have that like you know fair skin and you know fair eyes and hair and etc mm-hmm. i mean State- I do wonder whether, like, this whole glorification of race in Asia and the reason why, like, white the white race is more glorified is just purely because Asian people are more used to seeing them. Like, I wonder if even within the country, like, you know, South Africa and Africa, uh, South America, sorry, and Africa are so far away mm-hmm. and you don't really have a big demographic of those races in Asian countries. Mm-hmm. But I wonder like if that grew, if that if we did have like a big, bigger demographic, whether mm-hmm. those thoughts I, I mean, I think they would naturally change. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think um with this whole um preference to look more European is essentially kind of boiled down to um colonization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm because you know it was more of the european countries invading um a non-european country and basically you know 
take stripping the country of whatever it stood for and putting their ideals in so that's why you know christianity kind of came about as well in mm-hmm. these countries that aren't usually christian and mm-hmm. with that it comes with um their ideals as well or maybe on standards of beauty mm-hmm. so that's my yeah. kind of assumption on why that's come about yeah that's so the, let's yeah. say yeah so let's say like it was cololonized by African countries as opposed to yeah. European countries would that like you said would that it change would be totally different it makes the same yeah. it, it, it makes sense to me but then I'm just thinking more of the reasons in that I think with the whole um the darker your skin it's more of like you've been outside mm-hmm. then yeah. maybe maybe it wouldn't work yeah I don't know okay another question is what do you wish they understood about your culture and you about theirs in in terms of interracial relationships <laughs> i've had i like i spoke about this with my um my housemate once and we were just talking about like the what would you want them to kind of understand about like your culture or even just your family dynamic mm-hmm. and i think one thing for me was like um I don't know if it's just me or my siblings or my culture but it's more of I I won't really be keen on introducing a partner to my parents straight away. Some some I know some people are quite keen on introducing uh, their partner to their family like straight off the bat after mm-hmm. a week or something which why is okay though? with them. Why? I mean that like that's fine. But why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I think maybe that's a culture clash right because you know I think with Asian culture you're not you're not taught to casually date I think yeah you know? dating is so a lead up to um not a potential but it is going towards marriage going towards something serious mm-hmm. and that's why you've introduced them to the family whereas right. I think maybe more of the western um societies it's, just, uh-huh. it's more of like yeah, bring whoever you're dating. Yeah, I'm going on a date. Yeah, bring him home. Kind that's of thing. true. That's, like, um, that's Japanese true, yeah. culture, sometimes you meet the parents before you meet, like, the actual person. Yeah, um, like, there's this I'm, thing in Japan, like, or well, it's, like, a very old tradition, I feel like, where you, like, the first time the guy comes to the house, this is, like, heterosexual couple, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> like if the first time the guy comes to the girl's house is like when he asks the parents for permission to like marry her and I feel like that used to be and that's like so engraved I don't think that's how it is anymore but that I feel like that's so engraved into their culture so it's like it makes it hard for the parents to be like or or even like the you know the people who's dating to like bring whoever you're dating to the house like casually yeah so is that before they've even dated no this is like when they're when they've dated right when they've dated for a long time and they've decided they want to get married but like like officially asking the dad i think that's quite quite a common thing that's been practiced anyways even in the western society it's like asking um, but like the, the you know the person's um hand in marriage yeah but i feel like that would be the first time like they're officially meeting in the first like for the first time like the guy that's interesting but i I, it's not like that anymore i don't think so like this is like a very old but because of that like custom it made it makes it kind of like 
iffy to like mm-hmm. bring them home casually. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's what your parents are expecting, right? Like if yeah. you bring them home, then it's serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's one thing for me that's really ingrained into me for my upbringing. To be perfectly honest, my parents never really told me, don't bring anyone casually back. It's just a thing that I just kind of grew up with. I'm just like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to date someone like after a week or something and then bring them home. Yeah. But um, I think one thing for me, if I was to like, date interracially, is probably just an understanding like it might be difficult. Mm-hmm. and like I, I I have unlearned everything that my parents have you know installed into me strictly um and I would say I'm you know quite modern um modern woman in the in a western society so I'm gonna whatever I'm gonna choose I'm gonna do mm-hmm. and because obviously meeting parents is something that I can't really control I can control but I can't control their reactions right yeah. Um, or how soon that I want. Or I can. I can choose how soon. <laughs> I can choose how soon I introduce into the family. But it might be not. It might not be fast. It might not be after a year. It might not be two years, etc. Yeah. Like I can come with, okay. Cool. This is going to be a battle, anyways. Yeah. So yeah. I might ready for this and probably just more understanding if like it might not be <laughs> safe sailing straight away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even for me, like. <laughs> dance right there <laughs> um like my my mom and my brothers met him but like he hasn't like really met my dad yet like they've met at my graduation at high school and that's kind of basically it and I keep in like my dad's also a very shy person and I feel like that plays a part in this whole thing but like we should put him on the pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he thinks. What do you... <laughs> no, he just thinks that, like, because he's used to, you know, like, bringing people home, you know, when they're just dating or whatever. But so me telling him that, like, or me telling my... Me telling Dan um, that, like, he's not, you know... It's not that he's not... Op- my dad's not open to meeting him. It's just he's very shy in a very, like, closed person. Like he Dan thinks that like my dad hates him, and it's not the that's not the reason why like you know he doesn't he, they don't like hang out or anything. It's just like I feel like my dad's very old minded in that way that he doesn't want to like mm, like be closer to like who I'm dating. Maybe yeah, I was gonna say like I think it is that whole dynamic. Um, between um, a father and his daughter, mm-hmm. like he doesn't yeah. want to engage in that yet because it's essentially what he it is. doesn't like, want to realize. I mean, yeah, it's like you're still, you're still his like daughter, like baby. Girl. Yeah, his, yeah, exactly. So like he doesn't want to break away from that yet. Yeah, I think that um, plays a part in too. Yeah, it's very different from my from my brother though. He's always asking my brother like, "Oh, yeah. when are you gonna get your girlfriend?" I'm like. Right. I have a boyfriend. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think, I think it's, it's even with like what I was mentioning with like me between me and my older brothers, they don't want to hear about it. They'd never ask. They never <laughs> ask. They, they can't visualize me dating. They're just like, nope, doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like in Asian culture, kids don't have as much of an open talking relationship about relationships with their parents yeah yeah I think it's very quite it's quite closed but yeah I would say like 
yeah like going back to the question i would say that i think the one thing what was the question it was um <laughs> what <did> you wish, <laughs> if he was if he was in an interracial relationship what would you wish they understood about your culture and your and you about theirs oh, oh okay um, yeah. <laughs> i would say like we we talked about food as being one mm-hmm. but i think another one would be um especially if they are someone who comes from or like is very like only speaks english or mm. like majority speaks english i would probably say that one thing i would want them to understand is that it can be a little bit isolating i think mm-hmm. because like even though my parents speak english that's as far as it would go like my mm-hmm. cousins my grandparents don't speak english so yeah that's true you know like i i can invite them to like family gatherings you know if mm-hmm. they ever come to japan they're welcome for christmas for new years but mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to talk to many people you know yeah. and they're just going to so drone and it's very kind of isolating and it can be difficult because you don't there's no way that if you don't if you feel like you cannot communicate with people that you feel like part of the family so mm-hmm. yeah you know it is really difficult and it can feel a little bit isolating but at the same mm-hmm. time like you can <laughs> you can overcome that you can overcome anything yeah no but, I, I, yeah. I think I, I completely I completely agree with that because like what Asaki was saying about how you know her partner's family mostly speak in Spanish mm-hmm. and how you know, your family's mostly speaking Japanese um I think that's definitely an understanding that yeah like you said like they can you know be invited to family functions but it's going to be limited limited in a sense of like how you communicate Mm-hmm. and you know I again I have siblings that you know they can communicate in English but if you can't really speak to my parents like maybe like on the basis stuff like are you okay yeah it's very like oh I've learned English this is like what I'm gonna <laughs> yeah I'm gonna use it <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's how far it can go and obviously most of my extended family are in Vietnam or even my mm-hmm. family members who are in European countries ah, to be fair they speak English Mm-hmm. but it might just be um, you know restricted to Vietnamese as well but mm-hmm. I think that's also like a prerequisite to dating interracially is like you know being open mm-hmm. to you know one thing food but then second like you may not be able to communicate to everyone in my family mm-hmm. and yeah. that's that's not going to be a surprise in my opinion mm-hmm. just because just because you know you can speak um your native tongue as well as English it doesn't mean all of my family members are going to be the same and they can speak yeah. also English mm-hmm. yeah I mean to be fair like I'm sure that they would understand that going into the relationship just like how I would understand that going into the relationship that I won't mm-hmm. be able to maybe have like a heart-to-heart with their grandparents but yeah you know like but it's still something that is always yeah. kind of there that you need to remind yourself whenever you know I go um go see his family and they speak in Spanish and I can like kind of understand Spanish because I took Spanish in like middle school high school and a little bit in college but that was just like for fun um so I can understand like basic things and whenever I hear things that I understand I like like react to it and they get really happy that like I understand what they're saying they're like you understood what I just said and they get really happy and I think that's really cute Mm. yeah that was a good conversation I've learned so much I've learned so much about you guys it's like yeah 
it's like the first time I'm hearing about all this stuff and it's like also the first time everyone else is gonna hear about it yeah. these are like super personal like <laughs> we don't talk about this stuff like in, yeah but just now conditions. now i i know after this podcast i'm either gonna get loads of people who can speak Vietnamese sliding to my dms <laughs> or or no one no one ever approaching me because it's clearly too much work <laughs> that's so funny if you want to connect with us find us at our instagram at asian narrative projects and if you also want to share your stories around the family and cultural pressures with dating send us a message we really look forward to hearing from you. And in the meantime, tune in for the monthly episodes and make sure you share it with your friends.